and welcome to the Coach's Office Sports Podcast. Coming at you live from Rick's apartment. <laughs> Without Rick. <laughs> Without Rick, yeah. Thanks for letting us in, Rick. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get into the studio somehow, so he at least came and unlocked the door before he went yeah. to go take care of business. Actually, really sorry about that back door. We had to kick it in before we knew the front door was unlocked, but... It is what it is. The, well, the children aren't here anymore, so now we can get down to real business. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, Adult topics. <laughs> so, it's an interesting time in college football, fellas, because it's fucking bowl season. It's bowl season. Starts up next Thursday, I believe, is the first game. Friday. Friday. Is it Friday the 17th? The 17th is a Friday. Uh, yeah. It, it, it starts off with the Bahama Bowl at 12 p.m. noon. Uh, not, there's not a walkthrough in my class. Yeah, I think it's a one o'clock start. It's a so, new, well, yeah, one o'clock central. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, no walkthroughs, please, because I'll be watching the game. I don't. Is it just we're just letting out later than usual than, than we usually do? Yeah, I think yeah. I think that they they pushed it. Our, cal- our, our calendar got pushed back for a longer Christmas break, but it is what it is. Well, we're not coming back until like the eleventh, and everybody else is coming back on like the fourth. So I guess right. that's cool, but you kind of want the December, I think, more than the January. Well, that's what because I would think. we're you know it's a quarter of the way through bowl season by the time that we have a chance to you know sit down and watch bowls all day long, um, which is one of my favorite things right. to do. Right, uh, but some very interesting bowls. Uh, well, let's start off with. Did the committee get it right? I think they did it because they had no choice. Yeah, everything fell in place. I think it fell exactly the way that it probably needed to, so that they didn't have to make any crazy decisions. Like, you know, we talked about it, I guess, last week or the the one before, where all these scenarios could happen, where a team that was maybe like number twelve could go all the way up to four if all these teams lost and all the teams that they had beaten and yada yada yada. But the teams that were supposed to win won, I guess, for the most part, and. I think we'd said from the beginning that Georgia and Alabama were probably going to get in no matter what, although I thought I, Georgia was going to win the, the conference well, I championship Georgia, game. I think Georgia was very aware that whether they won or lost the conference championship game, they were going to get in regardless. Yeah. And and to me, it looked like a team that was playing that knew they were in regardless. Uh, to have, me, some, have some pride, though. Well, man. Like, uh, yeah, obviously. You have a defense that's only given up 6.9 a game, and then you let someone throw up a 40-piece on you, that's... Just, I know it's Alabama, but yeah, good they job, also, man. Go ahead now. No, I was gonna say it's also the first time that Georgia got punched in the face. Uh, they got punched in the face off by their defense. Got punched in the face for the first time this year. Now, some of that's the byproduct of them being very good. The other thing is they did. Let's really look at their schedule. They the did, best thing they played was like a nine and three Kentucky, I think. Right, and so I mean, from that standpoint, you get punched. In, you know. We always say as coaches, everyone has a plan to get punched in the face. And I don't think they handle getting punched in the face very well. And Bama was playing for their playoff life. I mean, they don't get in. If they lose, they don't get in. Right. They they don't get in. And one so, of those teams right underneath slips. Notre Dame gets in. Notre Dame. Yeah. Ohio State, Wild Hair, maybe. Or well, based on the final maybe, rankings. Maybe Baylor. I, I think Oklahoma you know, State would have gotten in it, it, because Notre Dame lost their coach, who they bowl committee said was going to be taken into account, 
And they didn't play that extra game that these other teams did. But right. But they end up being fit in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, they end up being fit in the playoffs. So they probably would have been likely the number four team, you know. Or if they three, were the, if they were uh, more. If you if you ask me, I think Georgia was holding stuff back, knowing that in real likelihood there's a real likelihood of them seeing Alabama again here. Uh, I don't think they're holding Did they hold back or did they get exposed? I think they got exposed. I think they got more exposed than they held anything back. Because, again, you want you want to slay the dragon. I think Alabama Kirby Smart's got too much gumption to say, eh, you know, let's. You're probably right. Right. He's maybe not, maybe towards the end also, he knew it was out of hand, but I don't think they went in thinking, oh, there was a, to show our There hand. was an interview uh, a couple days before the game, too, and. Nick Saban went off on a reporter or somebody who would ask something about why weren't they blowing out teams like they have in the past yes, or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, he went on about, oh, you know, what, what does it matter? Like, you know, if you win, you win. Like, you know, like it's not about how bad you can beat teams or if you're going to win by, a, you know, it's like, you know, everybody wants to beat us is what he said. And, you know, I mean, plus I, I, I thought their quarterback, though, I, I hadn't really had a chance to sit down and watch a whole game, but I thought he was pretty damn good. Bryce Young, yeah. he's a stud, man. Yeah, I think but if you watch him the week four against Auburn, he was not a stud. Really? If you watch him against LSU, he was not a stud. He put yeah. a drive together against Auburn at the end at the very end that put them in position to win that football. And game. really, you want to blame someone for Alabama being in the national or in the top four? It's the Auburn running back who went out of bounds. If he stays mm-hmm. in bounds, Bama doesn't have the opportunity to come back in that game. They lose. They get that second loss. They don't get in the playoff. I, don't, I, I I firmly believe they're not going to take a two-loss two team in. I don't even know one. if they would have been in the conference championship at that point. because yeah, I'm not They sure. may have still been, but I think Texas A&M had to win their game, which they did not. They did not. So, I mean, I like the matchups. Cincinnati, I think, is going to get stomped. But I like that they I hope to, not. I hope not either. I'm going to be rooting for them. They, they, I think they the world a great defense. I, I mean, think the I, world is going to be rooting for Cincinnati. Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. It's I. I think they belong though. I think they belong. I, you know, I don't think you know. I mean, who else? You know, nobody else belongs there. They're. I mean, they're still undefeated. They're. They're yes. They're not the you know a non-power five, but their their defense their defensive linemen are going to be top first round draft picks. And this is a great test. I mean. To hmm. prove everybody wrong, is it, yeah. Even right. if they only lose by you know ten, yeah. I think everybody is expecting Alabama to just go and. Now, do they go the into the Big Twelve next year, or is it still a few years out? Anybody know? I think they go in in twenty twenty three, so they're two hmm. years out. I think that they come in as Oklahoma and Texas leave. leave. Well, I Texas think. and Oklahoma don't leave till twenty twenty five. Unless the but SEC I, I heard, is out there, I heard there's some kind of buyouts or something, and that's gonna be that's gonna be a mess. I think it's gonna be two years. So let's be honest, the Big Twelve is not gonna be the Big Twelve anymore. I mean, the Big Twelve, you know, it's just like when they put all those teams into the American Athletic Conference, and they're still not considered Power Five. You're gonna be teetering on the being Big Twelve not power being not Power Five because you you look at it, you got Colorado. No, no, I'm sorry, not Colorado. You got to think about the old, the old big eight. Yeah, um, Kansas. Yeah, not good. They're going to get better now. Kansas in four or five years, did they give Lance? I'm a big Lance guy. Lance was at West Constant Whitewater, when, um, and I'm you know up in the familiar in that area. There, he started one national championship at the Whitewater, mm-hmm. won the Buffalo one. 
if you give him a chance, he's going to win at Kansas. Now, is he going to be a 10-win team at Kansas? No. But the first time he wins seven or eight games, he's going to get pulled somewhere. And so, but anyway, so You're Kansas. Kansas State, which Kansas State. Middle of the road. Yeah. Iowa State. Uh, Oklahoma State. Uh, Texas Tech. West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. Baylor. Good ball TCU. They, you know. That's yeah. who's that's who's left. It's gonna be it's gonna be a power five conference. The money the money's gone. The money is gone. That's speaking, the problem. Speaking of money, did y'all hear the the uh, alumni association raised like forty five million dollars at UT to start setting up player For, and, uh, like every reasons. offensive lineman is gonna get fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. If, and all they have to do is do, uh, I think, community service or something, or partake in some type of. Uh, what are they charity? Looks like pancake. The pancake society or something. Yeah, yeah like. A, but one thing that has been holding Texas back is offensive linemen. Right. I mean, if that's your, you know, that's not a bad idea. Is to try, but now somebody else is going to offer their kids a hundred thousand. Right. Or one hundred and fifty thousand, or two hundred thousand, or a million dollars to come to their school. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. It's going to get that crazy, but you know, I can see somebody night. upping them a little bit. Well, you know, also too, look, look at Ewers. Ewers reportedly has got a million dollars. The kid from that from um, yeah, South Lake Carroll. Oh, they want him bad. And well, he went to Ohio State. Was supposed to make a million dollars right off the bat. Well, who's funding that money? Is it Ohio State based? Is it Ohio State based money, or is it a is national it, brand? I, I don't know. Or is it an agent? It, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the full details behind <laughs> yeah. it. But he's one and done. Well, he's not even one and done. He's a semester. He lasted yeah. one semester, and he's bailing on Ohio State. Well, they, I think everybody knew it was a mistake when he Texas, left high school early. To Texas go. is apparently rolling out. Everything to oh, try to get that kid to come I'm back. I'm sure they are because he was a UT yeah. committed one point. Yeah, and then originally, that, originally yeah. he was committed. Yeah. To yeah. He grew up a, Long, a Longhorn fan. Uh, went to UT games, uh, you know, which tells you the state of, of, of the Texas program when they're constantly losing these kids. That you know, there was a set of twins. I can't remember their names. That ended up not going to Texas. Their like uncle played at Texas, like their great grandfather went to Texas, and they're not able to get those kids who grew up Longhorn fans to stay in Texas. Right. That's an issue, uh, and you know, and, and part of that, there's a whole bunch of re- reasons. But I think the, the the technology that we're in today, where every game is on TV. I mean, shoot, if you want to watch a Hawaii game at 11:30 at night. Yeah. If you want to chase that money because you had a bad day, which I've done on a couple of occasions, <laughs> there's a way to watch an Hawaii game at 1130. Well, I've also found out on that note is that apparently if you just look up on YouTube live, these games are streamed live. Oh, yeah. Because I there was some game that was on the other day that I didn't have the app for. And I tried all kinds of... I then bought, you have to do pay-per-view. I bought a subscription, whatever, and then they said, you know what, let me just look it up on YouTube. YouTube live. Football game the other day that right. wasn't on national television. Uh, you know, I had money on the uh, game that was close uh, the other day. I can't remember off the top of my head. It ended in a touchdown. The Detroit game. The Detroit game wasn't on national television, in which they won. All right. But, uh, but yeah, YouTube. Let's, let's talk about that later. 
I mean, but here, I mean, from a guy who lived in Europe for seven years of my life. That's right. That's right. You have to be creative and find a way to watch. And there's ways to watch stream any game in the world. Um, I make quite honest. I'm a Purdue fan. I'm a Bear fan, and I didn't miss a single game, hmm. basketball or football, because I lived in Europe. That's the ability to stream now. That said, your regional local interests are not there anymore. Because when you grow, you know, back in the seventies or eighties, when TV restrictions and even the early nineties restrictions on TV were a lot less or a lot more, the only thing you saw was probably UT games. So all you know is UT. Yeah. You don't. You didn't get to see Oregon. You didn't right. get to see Ohio State. You didn't get to see Florida, Florida State, Miami. You know. So you're. Your your ties are regional, and it's easier to keep. Now it's harder to keep these kids. I think I, it's just my opinion. It's just hard to keep these kids because well, it's even hit, it's even harder to try to keep them past one semester well, or one year. Right. Any any time you get on Twitter right now, <clears throat> if you're just scrolling through, every single time I get on Twitter, I feel like I see somebody decommitting from a program or somebody transferring from a program. Or something like that. Like I, I, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's just, you know, the kids these days. But like, people aren't staying committed to something like they used to. I think I, it may just be the kids. I don't know. I don't want to shit on the kids, but fuck. No, I mean it, it's a top, and that's probably a topic that we could spend all day on um, going forward about you know. Why kids don't stay? Why does it, they move on? Does it hurt high school recruiting? though? I don't know. You know, because if I'm a, you know, if I'm one of these bigger schools, if I can get a kid that's got some skins on the wall, right? You know, even if it's a you know a mid-major school or a, a lower-level D1, and I can get him to transfer to my school, like, are they allowed to recruit? Like, I don't, I don't know how that works exactly. I don't know, either. but. It's, I don't know what the rules are on it, but I'm sure that happens all the time. I mean, the, right. the, the, the running back a, of Michigan State was the running back of Purdue, wasn't he? The uh, one that's been tearing it up at Michigan State? No, uh, he was at, oh, he was somewhere, and then he transferred. He, he's a transfer, yeah. and I want to say he came from... Oh. But, but you're right, though, because if you're Oklahoma... And I'm looking, I'm looking in, you know, the DFW area for a quarterback, and I have a couple guys. And then I get a knock on the door. Hey, this quarterback from Texas A&M wants to transfer to Oklahoma. I'm probably, especially if he's a young guy. Yeah. I'm not talking to those cats anymore because well, I got my guy. Maybe maybe it, one, but even not if it's more a guy than one. From I don't know Louisiana Monroe. And he threw for 1,500 yards last season, started all 10 games. I mean, is that that guy's probably developmentally better than what a kid that's coming out of high school. He's at least taking know? some licks. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah I, I, mean, I, I see that. That could be a problem. I, mean, I know Juco, you know, the big thing is push every, every school recruits Juco players too, right. you know, but... Now you're getting these kids in the transfer portal. I mean, well, that's become the new Juco way. Is you know, you, you fill your needs through a kid that's developed, and he came from Wake Forest. Kenneth Walker came from Wake, Wake Forest. Wake Forest. But um, that's what it is. It's you fill your needs based off. I mean, uh, I follow. You know, I'm on the Purdue message boards 
all day looking at stuff. They have a hot board. They've already offered seven or eight kids who are in the portal. Oh, really? And they're filling needs. Yeah. They need, you know, a school like Purdue. I guess if it's something that you need right now, the portal is right, a but, great way to fill that need. And here, if it's it, something you want to build on, maybe you take the high school kids. But And here's the thing. Not, okay, so in the situation in Purdue, they could get receivers. They, they're going to have probably the receiver of the year in the nation on their team. And they had the receiver of the year two two years ago, Rondell Moore. They recruit receivers. They yeah. can recruit receivers. They can recruit quarterbacks. They struggle getting offensive linemen because up there, you know, in that region, if you're going to get a kid to go to Watts Lafayette, you got to fight Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. You got to fight Ohio State. You got to fight Michigan. You got to fight Notre Dame. They're not going to win those battles. They're not going to win four star kids that can come in. So you got to recruit kids that develop. Well, if you pull in a bunch of freshmen. The freshman lineman yeah. to play right away is an impossible task. Yeah. It's hard on the offensive line to do So that. what they do is they offer three offensive linemen. Florida International, a kid who won the portal. Kid's a pretty good player. Not everyone go to Ohio State, so you pull a kid like this. You yeah. know, they pull a kid from UTEP. I mean, that, and that's the way, from a Purdue perspective, that they could compete. Now, when I say compete, they're competing for eight, nine, ten wins. Right. You know, and then you have that magical run where all the pieces fall in and you can make a possible Big Ten championship run. Right. And if you win a Big Ten championship, nine out of ten times you're going to the playoff. But it, it takes a miracle. Well, the, especially with the win now mentality, I mean, you know, it, it, it takes time to build a program. Right. And if you're recruit, you're building with high school kids. You recruit. I mean, they say, "Oh, you got to give coaches three, four years. Once they get their guys, they develop them." Well, coaches, I don't think, are afforded that opportunity anymore. I mean, if Sarkeesian doesn't win next year, what are the chances they're going to keep him? I right. mean, he's gone, and that's two years. You know, oh, I don't know about two. They may get. They'll give him three. Mean, I, I don't think. I don't even think three is enough. I think you need to give him well, time to well, get his right. people. But here's the thing. But Texas is too much of a hot It's not the plate. administration. It's the boosters that mm-hmm. pump money into it because you get one disgruntled. And we talked about this before. Red McCombs. Red McCombs. He, he, uh, he didn't like Charlie. Charlie Trump. It's like te- Texas isn't smoking a brisket, right? Texas is microwaving slices of pizza. They're not gonna sit there and let it let it sit and let it cook right. and let it build right. what it could be. They want the immediate so satisfaction. Saying, so my point being is that now that this portal is such a big thing, you can take a job, get nine guys that are sophomores and juniors or whatever, or maybe fifth year seniors even, and and now all these kids also have the sixth year of eligibility. Right. Like I think that really affected a lot of teams that have not typically been good to be pretty decent this last year because they have those older kids they, that were able that, to yeah, there was a, on Baylor they have like I think they said there were like five or six kids that are like sixth year seniors a 50th year senior was pretty incredible to have these guys are six year seniors and right. have, you know there was like a kid on there who had played like you know something ridiculous like you know 58 games or something you know, you're, you're like, talking about like the, the coaches, the, the coaches coming in, and like all the people go and look at uh, Utah State, right? Right. I was watching that conference championship game. Shout out to Coach Anderson and the Aggies over there, Coach Morris. Y'all did a great job getting a, a dub. But if you watched them, and and this included staff as well, 
there were 44 new people in the program. Now, only a handful of those can be coaches. A lot of those were kids. Now, some of them came from Arkansas State with Coach Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a, a few that came from the, from Texas because Arkansas State recruited you know Texas mm-hmm. well. But people latched on to what Anderson was doing, kind of liked him, and they had, I want to say, like eight or nine starters that transferred in to Utah State this year, which is why they went from a one and nine yeah. to a. You know what? What were they nine or ten and three? I think and a conference champion in one year. That's pretty incredible. It's, it's almost like college free agency. If you, if you oh yeah, that's insane. Now, right? now they're pumping money into it. I mean, it, how much longer are we gonna be able to say that college football is amateur? I mean, right. I mean, it's been the minor league for the NFL for a long time. Well, that's but, how it should be. But I get. I mean, I get, it's big business. There's a lot of money out there. And you know what? I, well, this is what I this is what I see. This is what I think is going to happen. And I, of course, I couldn't be completely wrong, right? But I think what's going to happen is there's going to be a super division, right? It's going to go split. You know, there's there's D one, D two, D three, FCS, JUCO. What else is there? Is there an AIA? Right? Okay. I see it splitting up even more. I I think you're going to get this group of Major schools, you know, which, you know, I mean, UT is the richest school what in college football, right, if I'm not right. mistaken, right? Could, they could be. They, or I think they are. Like, if you, It if wouldn't you look, surprise yeah. me. So they obviously have money already, right? I mean, they, right. then you look at your other schools that are major money makers, right? A&M, your Ohio States, your, you know what I mean? USC, USC Michigan. Right. Yes. And there's going to be this super elite. 20 to 30 schools, and that's going to become Division One. Right. and there's going to be a lower level, and then, you know, and everybody, of course, wants to get to that top tier, but you're going to have to have enough money to break into that, and right. if not, you settle for, you know, it's like Texas State, you know, uh, they won championships in the 80s, they were competitive in the in the late 90s, and then they decided that they wanted to go Division One, and have been getting their asses kicked, essentially, for the last... 10, 12 years. I think they had one good season in there with Franchione, but do they need to be Division One? Well, they have to be Division One. They, they have, have to. to. They have to be either FBS or FCS, or they could go the FCS non-scholarship route, which I that that I mean that won't apply here in Texas, um, and that's your Valpo's, your um, San Diego's of the world. Um, the pioneer that he gets a big, you know, whatever. But, um, but no, that that is the rule because they used to be D. The football program was D two, and everything else was D one. And then well, your basketball program has to be aligned with your football program because ah, okay. for um, back when I was in school, we would play Marquette. I, I uh, the, we had JV football at my college, and so freshmen would play unless you're really good. You play, you know, on the JV team because. There's no such thing as redshirting in right. the Division Three, so we would play Marquette's club team in football, and they always made a push to um, to become a, a NCAA Division One program. Now, how the story goes, and you all can call me say I'm full of shit, you know, but follow along with me. Al McGuire, the old basketball coach of Marquette, hated football and didn't want anything to do it want anything to do with it. Now, 
when Tom Crane, who's now the current coach at Georgia, was the coach at Marquette, he made a. They were this close to becoming a Division three program, provisional Division three program. Then they're going to move to Division one, the one double A route, and Crane made a push to stop it. Now people tell me I'm full of shit because Crane's brother-in-laws are the Harbaugh's. Mm. Jim and John. There's like no way he's got love with that. I have now quote unquote sources. People who swear to me up and down, Tom Crean killed off the Marquette football program and now they're still close to that probably still playing J V teams around Wisconsin, Division Three teams, still bringing cakes. Well Marquette is a big basketball school too. Well, and that's the only thing they have. They're yeah. a big soccer and big, you know. <laughs> we <laughs> this is just like it blows my mind how we can go off like this because we've been talking for 25 minutes and we have yet to talk about one single bowl game. Yeah. You said Bahama Bowl and then we and then fucking off on this. Tulsa or Old Dominion? No. Yes, sir. Outside of the semifinals, okay. what's the top bowl game? Okay, and let me also say, without Oklahoma, okay, Oklahoma I, I was definitely going to say the Alamo Bowl. What which bowl game are you excited to watch? Um, shit, I think that there's a lot of man, there's a lot of big ones that I'm. I mean, I'm going to watch. You're going to watch ninety percent of these, right? There's a couple of them that I'm pretty interested in, though. Um. I don't know, man. I think that Baylor Ole Miss game is going to be kind Baylor of Baylor nice. Ole Miss was going to be my. What top. is that? The the Sugar Bowl. The yeah. Sugar Bowl. That's I think that might be a good one. That's going to be a good one. I, I'm definitely going to have an eye on that one. And then there was one more that I thought that was going to be super interesting. Oh, I think just because it's the Carolinas, uh, North versus North South. Carolina versus South Carolina. South Carolina. Now, that's the be Duke's Mayo Bowl. Now I'm going to fucking root for North Carolina because I like Mac Brown, but. Uh, those are going to be good. UTSA San Diego State is going to be a good one because I did just watch San Diego State get their ass whooped by Utah State, so they're going to be coming back with a vengeance, and UTSA is on a real high right now. San Diego um, was favored in that game, too. And then there was one more. Let me find it on this list, man. I Oh, where are we? I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll pop into my brain here lately, but yeah, that the the one I'm looking the most forward to maybe is Baylor and Ole Miss. That, I, that was gonna be my. I choice. really want to see how Baylor's gonna compete with man Ole Miss. It, well, it, but, 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 but but the Terminator is their freaking coach. Ole Miss just Baylor lost their offensive coordinator. Aranda has no emotion. Like no. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss just lost their OC, so that could be a big. Did they, did they really? He's going to Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Really? Yeah, uh, Venables hired him, but I think I think part of the reason that he would do that is because Lane Kiffin's kind of an offensive guy, yeah. and Venables uh-huh. is a defensive coordinator, so he's going to get to call his own shit, which is a big thing if you're an offensive coordinator. You definitely want to. Coach for a defensive guy so that you can call your own plays. No, but now I not to. I want Arianda. I read Aranda, a, Aranda. I read a story on him that just blew my mind. He lost his job in Hawaii, and his family was home. The guy evicted from his home, and they were homeless for a while. And that's when he was a coach. When he was a coach, no shit. And then being homeless, and like I guess they almost like almost rock bottom. Like they didn't know. I didn't read the whole story. Just you know, kind of gloss over it. So. He went from getting evicted, his family losing his job, getting evicted, not knowing where he's going to go next, and look where he's at now. 
I, I know that's, I, his top, that's his top notch. Yeah, yeah, you know, we were, we were talking about sources, right? Talking about Aranda. You have your sources, right? I have I have a few myself. And I know that there's a couple of big names for that Oregon job. Like Chip Kelly apparently is up for that, which I don't know if he would want to. Like, if I'm Oregon, I'm not going back to Oregon. Back. Yeah. But I heard Aranda might be in the mix for that Oregon job. Do you think he would leave Baylor for Oregon? Because if it were me, I would. Now, if he's, you know... Baylor has a gets, new stadium. Oregon gets they recruit, recruit Texas. Dude. Right, and I, I Oregon gets the entire West Coast. He might be a West Coast guy to begin with. I'm not sure what his his status. I don't even know if he's in the running technically through like the media, but I've heard through the inside oh, yeah. right. that he may be. I would, I would, I take a look here, and I talk to you too. I take a look at you know Blake. I think Blake would be a good choice. See, and I have inside sources on that as well that have no clue what I was talking about whenever I brought it up. <laughs> but uh, I don't think Anderson's going anywhere unless it's, uh, you know, back back this way. Well, Aranda was the o- the DC at uh, at LSU. Right. Uh, I did hear him talk at a clinic last year or two years ago, and the guy was on another level. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, you're listening to him talk, and I was just like, whoa. He used an old school projector too, like a the what is it called with the light, right? The yeah, markers. What is it called with the, the transparent the paper on the No kidding. Yes, he was I, I, done those on are badasses, and I was like, wow, dude. But I mean, he was just the way. I mean, this, the, like his his mind was going a thousand miles an hour, and you know, like. I mean, you know, I sat around and watched while people asked questions afterwards or whatever, and you could just tell the guys were like, what the hell, dude, like this guy. And, and he, I mean, after that game, like, I mean, he was, I mean, when they scored the winning, or then they, they stopped him on fourth down, I think, right, was it, uh, to beat uh, Oklahoma State? Yeah, that. That was like, he's the on the sideline, everybody's fucking running back, jumping. bounced it There's instead of just hitting they're it, They're right? throwing the, the Gatorade on him and shit, and he's, I mean, no, like, stone-faced. And then after the game, the you know, they're like, oh, you know, did you get emotional or whatever? And he's like, well, it was uh, part of our plan uh, <laughs> as to, you know, execute. Uh, and and that, then it's like, wow. Oklahoma State's running back, man. They hand it off at the middle. There may not be a hole, but I, 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 I'm like, hey, for, force it. It's one fucking yard, right? And he bounces it outside. Well, they ran the same play twice in a row. On the edge. Right. Well, and in that play, too, on, on second down, they ran they ran um, a little off-tackle play to the yeah. And then on third down, they tried to run that play action. You reverse those right there. Yeah. You reverse those. I agree. I think you throw the play action on yeah, second. Second down, and then, but, you know, again, it's a lot of, yeah. hell, it's a lot of easier for me man, yeah. to be on there and saying it. But, um, what, was it, what, was, uh, what was the game where the guy, they ran the sweep, and they beat, I mean, he laid out for it? That was, that's the one you were was talking about. Game? But But it hit, it, it looked like it was supposed to hit inside, and he bounced. He bounced it. He, he tried. thought he could get the edge in that outside. I don't know if it was a safety, but he fucking ran it, him out. He, he corner got safety. outside and forced and I him thought out. He ran, he tried to outrun him. I thought if he just stick foot. Yeah, because he was one-on-one. If he just stick foot and, and slams there. his head in there, I think he scored. But again, it's. You know what's crazy also about that is this is just, it blew my mind whenever I heard this, but Baylor, I don't want to say prestigious, but that's where my, that's where my brain is taking me, uh, is the, is tied for second with the most Big 12 championships of all time with their third one as of last week. That's the other thing is 
That, like Matt Rule laid the foundation. I can remember watching football yeah. like when I was younger, like in junior high and stuff. And there was a, one of my buddies was a big Baylor fan, and I couldn't understand it because they were going zero and twelve and two and ten every year, and I was like. Why do you like Baylor, man? Like I don't get it. They, I remember when they, oh, it was yeah. before it was before him. Yeah. They were shit. When rock. I was growing up, and I'm the old man at the table here, Baylor in the '80s was on par with Northwestern. Now, if you remember Northwestern, mm-hmm. Northwestern had the longest. Like they were losing to like Columbia and shit like that. That's how bad they were. And Baylor was just as bad. And I don't remember. Well, I, it was when Art took over. Art took Art over. Price, yeah. And he, he, you know, before he let the entire team sexual assault the entire city of Waco. <laughs> but, I mean, he had that thing going <laughs> and running and that. So Well, and that, that was, you know, that's my, that, what I was going to say is from the, the lowest point, which obviously was the whole sexual assault stuff and then covering it up and, you know, calling these women and telling them not to report it because they were going to ruin players' NFL careers and stuff like that. Horrible. Just He deserved to go, right? All right. And, and all the stuff. And then from the point that Matt Rule took it over, it was in the dumps to the point that it is now. Like, it, I mean, it's a credit to those guys, I think, Matt Rule and David Aranda for building it up. And it's like, I, I, in the post-game interview, they say, he said, you know, He's like, there's a, a lot of guys in this locker room that had the opportunity to leave. Like, they could have left, they could have transferred, and instead they decided to stay and build something. Right. And here we are. And, you know, okay. I, you know it's going to be a good game. Baylor and Ole Miss. You know. What about y'all guys? Is there anything? I mean, well, you said you were looking at that. I like long, that but. one. I'm interested in Ohio State-Utah. Because I think you got two styles there. you got a really good Utah defense going against a really good Ohio State offense. Now, the flip side to that is, on paper, it should be a really good game. Now, who's going to opt out? And that's the thing. I get why kids opt out. I mean, if I'm ready. I hate it so I much, hate it, but I, I hate it. it. I hate it, but I get it. Um, you know, for me, you know, it's announced today that uh, two of the Purdue top, probably the top two players, um, the defensive end, who's probably go in the first round, and their top receiver is going to be receiver of the year in the nation. Uh, probably going to go second round. They're not going to play. That's a huge wow. blow. That's a huge blow to Purdue and the team because now they're going to go against now not a very good. I mean, an all right Tennessee team. They should still compete. But I was a lot more confident in that game two days ago when I thought they were going to play than I am today. Yeah. Same thing with Ohio State. Yeah. Is you know I imagine Stroud's going to play because. I, he's got another. I mean, he has another year before he could. But those receivers, man, he's loaded there. Oleva, those guys are gonna sit out. Oleva, I, I screwed up the name. Sorry, Oleva. Um, I don't think he listens. I don't think so. He listens. But if you do, man, I'm sorry. I love you, man. You're a great player. Fuck that. But uh, you know, if but I like to see, and that might make the game a little bit more interesting if Ohio State does lose some players. Oh, I just Shut got dot All right. But, uh, yeah, that's another game. I'm interested to see how UTSA plays against San Diego State. San Diego State should be a really good a really good matchup for them. Um, I like that one. I, I like that one a lot. San Diego State's really, really good defensively. Um, UTSA. <laughs> Utah State made them look like they were pretty shitty well, defensively. Utah State just, you know, took them to the woodshed and said, pull out a switch, boys. We're gonna Logan Bonner's a fucking stud. Right. 
That's, um, a, that's a great game, Utah State or Oregon State. That's going to be another great game. That's another thing. I don't, I don't want to be biased because I was going to say that as well because I have some, not money in the pot, but Even? I have some interest there because right. my fucking best friend that I grew up with my whole life was a coach at Utah State, so... But I, I, I even wanna... Dion. I mean, I've been hearing a lot about Dion and how great a job he's doing from a uh, a walking wheelchair type thing after he got surgery on his turf toe that he had in the Super Bowl. But Jackson State, South Carolina State, right? I, that's a game to watch if you ask me. I mean, you know, it's a noon game on Saturday, December eighteenth. I think I would watch that solely because I haven't watched him yet. No. I kind of want to see what yeah. Dion's like on heard, the sideline. I've heard some good things about about the, what he's doing over there. Uh, and, and actually, there was some talk about him getting potentially a look at some some other schools. Uh, I think he prefers to be. I think Jackson State is a HBU. Yeah, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, it is. Uh, but and he's doing a great job with the whole HBU community. He's mm-hmm. getting an All Star game. He's getting combines. He's getting. I mean, you look at some of the greatest players in NFL history. Walter Payne came yeah. from HBU. Jerry Rice came from HBU. I mean, you got uh, Shannon Sharp. Sh- Sharp. Terrell Owens played uh, Chattanooga. Uh, Chattanooga, that's not HBU, no. but it's a little level. But, Shannon no. Sharp played at well, uh, Savannah I, I, State. I, that's HBU. I think uh, Richard Dent came from HBU. Uh, so you got Texas was, Southern beat was the quarterback for the Redskins. In or, college basketball. Yeah, the Redskins back in the day. Oh, uh, Doug Williams. Yeah, he was HBU. HBU. Got Rambling. So you got you got I mean Grambling in Southern that used to be the game mm-hmm. you know and it, it, it and so what Dion's doing in that area I hope he stays there because he's doing great things for the HBU. But if you're a big community. school man and you have a chance to get Dion Sanders, you, well, if you're Dion, what do you do? And you probably jump up, you, jump at the opportunity too. But, I, I, but if if he leaves, it's got to be somewhere that. Is a big time. It's got to be a big time. He's not going to step some stuff up. Or yeah. Florida State. But right. if he wanted to go to Florida State, I'm sure that they would hire him. Yeah. And I would give that guy at Florida State probably another year because the natives are going to get wrestles there again. Um, with, um, but could um, you imagine recruiting oh. at a big school like that if Deion Sanders is your coach? Imagine the DBs you're going to get because they want to play for the Arguably best defensive yeah. back, or at least the best corner of all time. Wow. Hell, maybe the best player ever in the NFL. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's 44 bowls, including the national championship. Yeah, I um, mean, and there's I think the the, the highest spread I, th- I think I saw today was like nine points, but most of them are you know within touchdown. Um, it's going to be exciting. It's that means if the matchups were pretty yeah. well laid out, if yeah. there's not any big spreads. You know what it reminds me of, too? It the biggest of, spread might have been Alabama and Cincinnati. I can't remember. It was one of the, it was one of the earlier bowls, but uh, there was a couple of nine-point games in there. Uh, but uh, it, to me, it reminds me of when I was a kid and you'd have these schools play each other that normally don't see each other. Right. Uh, there's a lot of those types of matchups. Uh, you know, Oregon and Oklahoma. You know, uh, even though they're both, you know, losing their coaches, uh, you know, I, I cheered up Smith the other day when he was really down. And I said, this might mean that they're coming to the Alamo Bowl. Uh, and he's like, shoot, man, I've never seen Oklahoma in person. And so yeah. we're probably going to go. Uh, oh, we're, I'm going. Yeah. We're fucking going. We're going. So <laughs> I don't know where the fuck we're going to sit, but we're going. <laughs> we're going. Uh, you know, Arkansas, Penn State, that's an interesting matchup. Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. That's the one. Uh, I was looking for it. 
I didn't remember. Yes, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, I think is going to be. Yeah, Baylor, Old Miss, Utah, wow. Ohio State. That's I mean, Utah would never probably get a chance to play Ohio State in the regular season. Right. And, you know, like you said, again, we've all said this too, but UTSA, I mean, let's see what they can do against another Division I, uh, you know, mid-major team. San Diego State is not bad and was having a great season until they ran into Utah State. Uh, in their conference championship game, and it's there's some definitely some there's interesting still a, games. To there's watch. still a ten win football yeah. team. Yeah, it, I don't care how you get ten wins. If you get ten wins, that's a good. That's a good season. It is a good season. No matter if you're power five or not, if you get ten, it's a good year. Yeah, I mean, so all in all, that's been a great college football season. I, I I've enjoyed it. It's been, um, you know, I have. Uh, this has been one of the well, worst ones for me personally. Just. Because of all the turmoil that's been in Norman, but I think that's just me <laughs> being biased without being biased. I don't know. It's been a, it's been a weird for me, but you know it's been cool as well. Because like I said, I've said multiple times with my buddy at Utah State and seeing the success that they had there, that was awesome. Seeing UTSA just fucking get to another level has been really fun to watch. Cincinnati getting into the playoffs. That was a fun story Thank all year story, long. Yeah. We've been talking about Cincinnati in the playoffs since they were 5-0, and I think. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Are they going to get a shot? There's been a bunch of crazy stories. And that's not even mentioning all the coaching changes that has happened. There's six major, major, major programs have are new head coaches. Mm-hmm. Right? USC, Oklahoma, Fucking Miami, Florida, well, LSU, let's, let's and Notre Dame. And Oregon game. hasn't even got one yet, but they're another one that's going to get in Miami did Diaz dirty, man. That was raw of them. Now, what that says, Diaz is probably not, Man Diaz is probably not the coach for Miami. I get it. But when you leave a guy hanging like that, you're actively going, I mean, Listen, they had Crystal Ball, right? Yeah. yeah. If you want Crystal Ball, that's fine. We do right. Fire Diaz, and then <laughs> and then go after him. They hired Crystal Ball, and and Diaz was still on the staff. Still in the, yeah. And he was gonna get reassigned, and then like two hours later, they fired him. Right. That's yeah. yeah you're right. That is fucked up. They hired him because he was a Miami boy, and, and I understand why you want to get Crystal Ball and get and I understand too. Man, Diaz, a great. Coach, not a really good head coach. I don't think he's one of those guys that he's gonna be a great coordinator for you. He's a Charlie Weiss. He, 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 he's a Charlie Weiss. He can recruit the hell out of your program. He can bring kids in. I just don't think he runs a good program. But do do it the right way. Get fire him, and then you know because and we all know shit goes behind the scenes. They knew they're probably gonna get him, so fire him. And then higher. But anyways, that, that was just my one of my many rants I'm going to have tonight. Um, Oregon, I'm curious of what they get there because if they get the right coach there, those battles between USC and Oregon are going to be outstanding. Um, that Pac-12 is I think Oregon there. has to go big time now that Lincoln Riley's in Los Angeles with USC. I think Oregon's got to go. Right. I don't know where they go. I don't know who they get. But they they have to go big time, I think. Oh, you have to go. You you can't. You got to get a big. That's why I was super surprised earlier. Whenever I was looking around, you know, snooping on the web, and I saw that Chip Kelly was a candidate for the Oregon job. 
I don't know if I would bring Chip Kelly back, but it's a possibility. He had some success. Dude. And he had the most success at Oregon, wouldn't you say? Like Chip he, Kelly. Well, he, Chip he, Kelly. Chip. The guy before him got the ball rolling, and I can't remember his name, but he loved to take the AD job. He took over. He left coaching to be the AD at Oregon, and then Chip took over and just took it to another level. And then Chip got all cute. Want you um, Chip got cute. Went to the NFL. And he won a couple games, and I'm like, oh, the Chip Kelly offense is going to be great in the NFL. And then he got it was not. And then not not so much. And then he came back to college, and not that he's doing a bad job at UCLA, but let's Chip Kelly doing a good job. You're in the Pac-12, man. You should fucking win games. He's not a novelty anymore. He's not special because the rest of the college football world has caught up to him and his offense. The Go fast, do this, you know that thing. The ev- the evolution of the RPO that's all caught up with Chip Kelly, and now he's not. You know he doesn't catch teams by surprise. Before it was this was a unique offense to what other teams were running, and it was hard to stop. You know, it's just like yeah, it, ten years ago, you're talking to somebody, and they would say, "Oh, that Oregon offense." The Oregon offense, yeah, yeah. because Chip Kelly was on ahead of his time, right? As far as the spread stuff that he was the doing. screens, the the RPOs, the read options, all that crazy shit that he was throwing in there was. And he's never been the same since either. I mean, you know, just and granted, he had a shit ton of speed on a lot of those teams. And he tried to go to the NFL, and it didn't work right. out. Right. Which, again, I understand why teams want to go to the NFL, but... Some he, people are just college football coaches. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. I wish I could get I thought he'd do a better job at, when he was in your UCLA, but it just is not... Well, this has been his best... I think this has been the best team that he's had. Mm-hmm. I think they won, you know, eight games, maybe nine, somewhere in that area, but they weren't... They were never that good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was Mike Belletti. Mike Belletti was before Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly, he he was a 116 and 55. Then Chip Kelly took over. It was 46 and seven. Then Helfrich took over, and that's when they started this line. Uh, Taggart took over, mm-hmm. and then he got the job at Florida State. And then Chris um, Cristobal, but um, yeah, the I, I think the Taggart was. Taggart took over at Oregon. Yeah, yeah Taggart. Where the fuck was I? Yeah, well, he was there for one year, and then he took the Florida State job because he's a Florida guy. I think he's a Florida guy, and that I think he is too. I think you're right. Um, but then we saw how that worked out for him in uh, other places. Um, but yeah, the carousel was kind of crazy. Dominoes were falling all over the place. Um, you know, another interesting move. It's not a major move, but the OC at Pittsburgh just resigned. Yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. For, you know, I don't know if it was, it, Dan said it was for health reasons or if he just got tired. Or... I think he was the quarterback's coach also. Right. Which wow. It's crazy because he has a quarterback that's going to go to the Heisman Trophy right. uh, ceremony be, and right. get second place, but still he's going to be there. And if you guys remember, I called that in the you beginning. You called it all right. fucking pick it, baby. I've been yelling his name for 10 weeks yeah. now. Yeah. But, yeah, he, well, sometimes he did just up and – well, Quit, some, like, sometimes assistants in college, uh, if they have good players that are fixing to get drafted pretty high, a lot of times they're offered assistant positions 
just because their kids are getting recruited you know, or, or have the potential to be. Well, and also I understand, too, when you get, yes, development is important to be a good coach is important, but you could be the worst position coach in the world, but you could bring dudes in because mm-hmm. you can recruit, you're going to have a job for life. And it's that, easy to be a good coach and you have studs. It's really easy. You know, it's the turds of the world that, you know, you got to be able to coach and get coached up and stuff like that. But, um, but yeah, I'm, ex- you know, going back to the bowl, I love the bowl season. People complain there's too many bowls. I don't think so because I love watching college football. Obviously, I love betting on college football. I love that having that two weeks off for Christmas. I love the fact that on December 28th, or, I'm sorry, December 30th, I'm going to sit down there, 3 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm going to watch my Purdue Bowlemakers play Tennessee. Yeah. I love that. You know why? Because that night, there's another game on after that. And two? I'm, you got two more after that. Two more after that. You know, I, so I'm, I love it. And I love seeing these matchups. I love seeing the UTSAs in the world going against, you know, I love watching Maction, Maction going against other lower tier teams. I, I, I just said, you know, you know why those kids play hard. You don't have a lot of opt outs with those, so you got those kids playing their asses off and getting after it because they truly want to win. You know, a lot and, of good games, a lot this. of good games. You know, although I, I wouldn't be mad if they put everybody in a fucking bowl game. No. Let two zero and twelve teams play. I don't give a shit. No, worst of the worst, battle it out. I'd like to watch a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean the toilet bowl. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean. There's only so much University of Connecticut football we can watch in a year without losing our mind. But 44, 44 bowls, that means that it is what, uh, you're the math guy here. 88 teams. 88 teams. Probably not 88, 80. probably 86 because one of the bowl games is the national championship. Well, okay, yes. Oh, smart. Smart. Look at the big brain on Smith. So, okay, 86. So you're telling me 86 teams can play. Right over the span of a week and a half, two weeks. Oh, it's like a three-week thing. Seventeenth, January first. Yeah. Championship games on January tenth. Okay, three weeks, four weeks. Yeah, whatever it is. Whatever it's it is. It's a magical fucking time. It is. You can't tell me they can't do a playoffs in there somewhere. Like you can't get eight right. teams and you know start but, them in December and you know give them two weeks between games. Yeah, maybe yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You, you could. And again. FCS has figured it out. Um, I guess that incarnate word, Sam Houston game, was unreal. Really yeah, it, was a, it came down to the last play. Um, you know, Division three has it figured out. Um, well, the, North Dakota, everybody, North Dakota, everybody does a playoff system does, except does for North Dakota, Dakota moved up, right? They're not in the... They're still no. Are they still? They're still D one double A or not? It's not D one double A. FCS. Because they, I mean, North Dakota State. One time I was at a coaching clinic in Dallas. Uh, it was in January. They have the the FCS championship game is in Frisco every year. Mm-hmm. And apparently, North Dakota State is in this thing like. No, North Dakota State every single year. Every year, yeah. Year. yeah, like you know, running nothing but but. Well, and pool schemes. Right, and that's why you love Sounds them. Sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we went into a, a restaurant or whatever, and there was a bunch of people from North Dakota in there, and we're like, what are y'all doing here? And he was like, oh, it's the national championship game. So we come here every year, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Sons of bitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but going on, all right, national championship picks. 
Mm. Nut cutting, huh? Nut cutting time. Let's do it. Alabama beat Cincinnati by 10 or 13, I think. All right. Man, I don't know if I want to go with what I want to happen or what I think is going to happen. I'm struggling with that. I'm going to go with what I want to happen, and I'm going to say Michigan beats Georgia. And then the national championship, I think that Saban gets another one, and Alabama beats Michigan by a touchdown. All right, hear me out. Okay, I do think Alabama's going to beat Cincinnati. I think right. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's inevitable. Just, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's, you know, but in the fourth quarter, they pull away. I think they pull away. Uh, Michigan and Georgia, Harbaugh finally won that big game, right? They, he beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, they, they won the conference. They won the conference. I think the monkey's off the back. And I think he keeps it rolling. I think he upsets Georgia and upsets Bama in the national championship game to You're win. Taking Michigan. I'm taking Michigan. I'm taking. I think. It, I would not be now, mad if that happened. Mostly because here these last couple of weeks, I think we fi- finally have gotten to see them play. You know, of course. You know, Cincinnati beat whoever they played in the conference championship. I don't even remember. Uh, they stomped them like they were supposed to, which signified to me that they at least belonged. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alabama looked really good against Georgia, but they hadn't looked like now said too great in those other games. Michigan, though, on the other hand, the game against Ohio State was just an old-fashioned knockdown, drag out, three yards in a cloud of dust till right. they submit and. To me, that's just a different style of football than Georgia sees in the SEC. Plus, Michigan's defense has two first-round picks on the defensive line. They got a Heisman candidate on the defense. On defense. Uh, Heisman yeah. finalist, yeah. Defensive and line. I think, you know, Georgia looked very pedestrian to me against Bama. Of course, it is Bama. And like I said, I don't think they felt that they had much to play for. Right. But... I think it's a different type of ball game than they're used to playing, and I think Michigan grinds it out and wins it. If, if, if Michigan is able to run the ball effectively, they could beat Georgia. Yeah. Uh, if they don't, they're not going to be able to throw the ball. They're not going to be able to throw the ball on Georgia, and, and that's just the, the bottom line. So that that I mean, All right, Aaron, what do you got, baby? Yeah, I'm going. I'm going. Bama. Bama beats the crap out of Cincinnati. I'll I don't go. think they beat the. I think it's. A, Ten, 10 points tops, I think. I, I, I think what happened was Georgia breathed new life into Bama, and Bama's not like, all right, well, it's on bitches. Y'all forgot. Now, with that said, I will not bet on this game. Well, okay, I probably will. I'll probably bet the total, but I'm going to ruin my ass off of Cincinnati. I mean, oh, I am too. It's the same. I don't think they're oh, going to get it yeah. done, but I'm going to root for them. Georgia beats Michigan in a close game, but I'm going to be rooting for Michigan because I'll tell you what, there's going to be a lot of shit talking in the office if a fucking Big Ten team beats off a top ten, a top tier SEC team. I hope it happens. I, I'm, I'm picking but it. But I think Georgia's going to win. I hope it's a close game. They're going to win, and then I think Georgia gets revenge on Alabama, and they win, they take down the national championship. That's uh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, all of those scenarios are going to be exciting to watch. It's going to be great, uh, and we're actually off that day on Monday. National championship game. Yeah, 
Yeah, we are actually we're off. We don't go back to work till the eleventh. Uh, it's a PD day for us. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's gonna be fun. Uh, you know, good times. Yeah, good times. Uh, don't forget to get your bowl pickums in. Uh, some interesting picks uh, so far uh, coming through there. And uh, right now the, the the pot is up to I think one hundred and twenty dollars. So winner like take all. So it'll be fun. And it gives you a reason to watch the games. Um, if you're a college basketball fan. Um, Take Rutgers tomorrow at home versus Purdue, whatever the number is, plus number. Uh, Purdue never plays well at Rutgers. So. Well, we talked about college football for almost an hour, fellas. I guess it's almost time to talk about the NFL for at least a little bit, huh? At least a little bit.